Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. This is Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Norby. These are the stories of Joshua Vallow, Tylee Ryan, and Barbara Cotton. Joshua Vallow and Tylee Ryan were last seen on September 23, 2019, in Rexburg, Idaho. Rexburg has a population of 25,000 and sits near the border of Montana and Wyoming in the southeast corner of Idaho. Highway, Highway 20 goes through the center of the city. Rexburg has been referred to as the reddest place in America because of the state's strong conservative majority and political trends. Rexburg is also the home to Brigham Young University, a private institution that is operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. Joshua and Tylee are the children of Lori Daybell, 46. Joshua is 7 years old. He has light brown hair, brown eyes, chubby cheeks, and a toothy smile. Joshua is autistic. Tylee turned 18 the day after she went missing. She has blonde hair and blue eyes. Joshua was adopted by Lori and her fourth husband, the late Charles Vallow. Tylee is the daughter of Lori's third husband, the late Joseph Ryan, who died of a heart attack in 2018. Lori's fifth husband is Chad Daybell, the author of several religious-themed fiction books about the end of the world. Before they were married, Lori Vallow, a hairdresser by trade, and Chad Daybell did a podcast that talked about the second coming of Jesus Christ. At the time, Chad was married and living with his wife, Tammy, and Lori was married and living with her husband, Charles. In February 2019, Charles filed for a divorce. He reported in the divorce document that Lori claimed that she was, quote, a God assigned to carry out the work of 144,000 people at Christ's second coming on July 2020, unquote. In July 2019, Charles was shot and killed by Lori's brother, Alex Cox, in an altercation at Vallow's home in Phoenix, Arizona. Lori Vallow quickly moved her family to Idaho. Two months after the move, Tammy Daybell died in her home. Chad Daybell married Lori Vallow two weeks after Tammy's death. This this all seems kind of suspicious. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I mean, yeah. it's it's not a big deal to have multiple husbands or multiple wives, you know, divorce and then marry somebody else. That's not that big of a deal. But when you have more than one husband or wife pass away, that just seems... And then to marry so quickly afterwards. Right. Um, there's there's a lot of suspicion and there's... A, there's um, uh, I, I think that there's a lot of looking into these uh, individuals... Um, their death to see what what might, may have appeared to be one thing at one time. Does it look different now? Sure. I expect that 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 will be looked into very closely. There will be just a little bit more on that at the at the end here. So, Tammy Daybell's re, uh, remains were exhumed in late December. Authorities are looking into her death, which is now considered suspicious. Chad Daybell collected four hundred. $430,000 in life insurance after his wife died. On September 3rd, 2019, Joshua 
the little boy uh, of seven, was enrolled at Kennedy Elementary School in Rexburg, Idaho. And he was unenrolled on September 23rd because Lori was going to homeschool him. It's not exactly clear when the last time that Tylee was seen. Her brother, Colby, told the police that he had spoken to Tylee on August 13th. Police cannot verify that anyone had seen Tylee since September 8th. On the first week of September, Lori emailed Dog Training Elite in Arizona and asked that Joshua's service dog be rehomed to another family. On November 25, 2019, Joshua's grandmother, Kay Woodcock, requested a welfare check on her grandson. On November 26, two detectives spoke to Chad Daybell at their condominium. Chad said that he, had, he didn't have Lori's cell phone number, and her brother also misled the police, saying that she was in one apartment when she was actually in another. Investigators said that Chad and Lori claimed that the children were visiting family in Arizona. The police found out that they had lied and left town on November 27th. The police have said that Lori Vallow Daybell has completely refused to help in the investigation. When police checked into a storage unit that Lori Daybell rented, they found blankets with Joshua's pictures on it, a blanket with Kylie's pictures on it, a backpack, winter clothing, and toys. The credit card for the storage unit was declined in January, and neither Chad nor Lori responded to the call from the owners of the storage unit. On December 1st, Lori and Chad flew to the island of Kauai. In January 2020, the authorities searched the Dayville home and removed 43 items, including computers, cell phones, Joshua's prescriptions. They also found birth certificates for both children, Joshua's iPad, Tylee's bank card, and Tylee's cell phone. The second bedroom in the condo didn't appear to have been occupied. That just seems really odd. I mean, even if your children aren't missing, they would still need... I mean, Joshua would still need his medication. It's, and and Tylee, being an 18-year-old, would absolutely need her cell phone. Right. Um, and I guess I think it's even strange that you would put birth certificates in a storage unit. Yeah. You need them all right. the time. Yep. And, um, yeah, the, I, I think that those those birth certificates, the uh, Joshua's iPad, um, Tylee's cell phone, that indicates there's something very serious. In February 2020, uh, Lori was arrested in Hawaii on a warrant from Idaho. She was charged with two felony counts of desertion and non-support of dependent children, resisting or obstructing officers, criminal solicitation to commit a crime, and contempt of court. She is being held on $5 million bond. Nobody has seen the children since September, and Lori nor Chad had reported them missing. Lori Daybell could face up to 14 years in prison for each count of desertion of a child. Proceedings have been postponed to May 7th and 8th. Throughout my research on this case, I found out very little about Tylee and Joshua. They've been barely mentioned, um, other than the cause for Lori Daybell's arrest. Tylee Ryan was 17 years old when she disappeared in September 2019. She went missing the day before her 18th birthday. Tylee is Caucasian, with blonde hair and blue eyes. She stands just 5 feet tall and weighs 160 pounds. She has a big smile, soft features, and friendly. Joshua Vallow was 7 years old when he disappeared. He is Caucasian, with brown hair and brown eyes. He stands 4 feet tall and weighs 50 pounds. Joshua, 
Joshua has a big toothy grin that causes his eyes to narrow slightly. If you have any information about the disappearance of Tylee or Joshua, please contact the Rexburg Police Department at 208-359-3000. So I think that I, I've kind of followed this case a little bit in the media, in the news, but I think that these are the types of cases that are almost more frustrating when there is a suspect and that suspect refuses to even try to clear their name. You know, I mean, if, if, if these children are somewhere safe, wouldn't you just tell law enforcement that? Wouldn't you just tell authorities that? Yeah, of course you would. I mean, it, it just makes her look... Risk being, being harassed by law enforcement? It wouldn't be worth it. Right. That's why it's just, it's so infuriating that if you know what happened to them, just say it. Because then this can all be done. We can, you know, we don't need to be concerned about these children anymore if they aren't missing. And if they right. are, if something did happen to them, then at least everybody would know that then also. Well, and that's what everybody is suspicious of. Because the last time, the last time that, um, that that at least Joshua was seen is when they were they were going to take a, a hike in Yellowstone National Park. And somewhere along the, the way, um, there was a, the, at least Joshua and the, uh, Lori and Chad were caught. And so it was, they were seen at that time. But, um, yeah, and haven't been seen since. And, and I entirely actually wasn't seen in that, though apparently she went on the trip. Sure. But, um, so it's, yeah, if you were, if you, you would tell if you knew. Right. And if you weren't responsible for their, their, their missing. But this, this, um, it appears as if Lori Ballow and Chad Daybell were involved in a, um, organization that had, um, that seems cultish. Sure. Um, I can't tell you the name of the group, um, that, you know, that they've, spoken for because they they have on their website have forbidden you to speak about it and uh, to mention their name um, so again that doesn't mean that that's their philosophy that these were just two people who were um, presenters at, at, at events that they had or you know podcast um, uh, did podcasts for them so but the behavior in, in, is strange and the things that she said that were that were recorded are strange yeah um and and it and had at one point had indicated that the um, she didn't have time for the children. Wow. And there was nobody, but there's nobody else to give them up to. There's there's thank God there's somebody that that's aware of these these children, care about them, and um, can't won't be bullied. I mean, right. There's people that cared about these children that would have taken them. Right. Well, and then, you know, even if your children were, were safe and were fine somewhere in Idaho, hypothetically, why would you move to Hawaii? And if they were missing and you didn't know where they were, why would you move to Hawaii? And why, and not report it. Right. They were never reported missing by the parents. It, yeah. was, it, was, it wasn't until Joshua's grandmother, um, because both of their fathers are dead. Right. So it wasn't until Joshua's grandmother asked for a welfare check um, 
and uh, that that you know, and eventually Colby, the brother of Tylee, would have would have you know, he how I don't know how old he he is, but at least there's people that that cared about them, and, and otherwise they wouldn't even you wouldn't even know about it. Right. Because she'd taken him out of school. It's just, uh, it's just very upsetting, and it's, it's more than one person that's involved in this. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, there's, Chad Daybell has known what, what what's happened. He's been part of this. Um, his behavior is just, is just as suspicious. I mean, it might not be his children, but it's just as suspicious. Right. And, um, and it makes me angry because there's so many people in this world that that all they want is a child. They right. just want a child to raise and to care for, and and then these children are treated as if they're disposable. Does it, do we know when Josh, when Joshua was adopted, how old he was? Actually, so Joshua, um, I don't know that. Um, Joshua was his dad. Let's see, his dad was actually his. I believe it was great uncle. So it was it was a, a, a within the family, okay, and um, uh, within his family, Charles Vallow family, and so it, I I don't know when sure. he adopted, but it, and Tylee was a, a, you know she this strange thing is is that she wasn't uh, enrolled in any school. She might have been done. I, I I guess at seventeen maybe maybe you don't have to go to school after that uh, if you decide not to or if you're doing school online or whatever. But um, she wasn't enrolled in school. Sure. I mean, I my birthday is in August, so I graduated when I was 17. Um, I didn't turn 18 until the summer I graduated. So I maybe, And her birthday was in September. Okay. So, so maybe she was um, a, younger, a younger person in her grade. Right. It's just, it's just maddening, and it's... You know, they don't, this, certainly in the media, um, they want to, we have seen a lot of Lori Vallow Daybell, um, a lot of her face, a lot of it, but uh, Chad Daybell knows what's, what happened, and he was, he was as much, he was involved in it, at least knowledge-wise. Right. And uh, so there's, there's these two people, and at the very least, care so little for them that they're not they're not telling what they know so they'll they'll I mean that their their trial the trial for her has been delayed until May and because she fired she fired the judge uh, he had been involved in one of her the divorce proceedings in one of her marriages and so she had fired him um, and that so everything's going to be not going to start even until May sure May 2020 so that's where that's where things are now. I thought it was, um, I I was hoping to find more information on these two children, what they were like, who they were, but they're seven years old and and seventeen years old. They're just so very young that that um, there was nothing there was nothing to be found about them, just their looks. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it was, it's um. I was hoping to learn more about them so that they could that they could shine bright and um, and and 
get an idea of who they were, these people. Because the other characters in this case are, are so um, awful yeah. that they just they just shadow everything that those two children were. There's there's just not a lot of information about them. And I suppose I suppose that might be because of their their ages, but um, there's just not a lot that's been said. So Barbara Cotton was 15 years old in 1981. She lived in Williston, North Dakota. The population in 2018 was about 27,000, making it the sixth largest city in North Dakota. This is up from 15,000 from 2010. The oil boom is largely responsible for the increase. Barbara is described by her friends and family as beautiful, sweet, and shy to those she didn't know, but she was fun and full of laughter with those who knew her. She worked part-time at the country kitchen and attended Williston High School. On the evening of April 11, 1981, Barbara had dinner with her boyfriend and one of her friends at a restaurant in the Plainsman Hotel located on Main Street. The Plainsman was a grand hotel at the time. In 1984, it was turned into office space, apartments, and a restaurant. After dinner, Barbara decided to walk home. Her boyfriend offered to walk with her, but she declined. He watched her walk to Reclamation Park, which is now called Recreation Park, about four blocks from the hotel. The park was five blocks to her home. Her path would have taken her on Main Street, up to Fifth Street, and then to Sixth Avenue. Barbara didn't arrive home. She hasn't been seen or heard from since she left the restaurant. The day after she didn't return home, her sister and brother walked the path she would have taken looking for clues and asking residents if they had seen or heard anything the night before. Her brother stated that he was very close to Barbara, and she never told him of any plans she had to leave. She left behind her clothes, eyeglasses, cigarettes, money, and other personal belongings. She also left a paycheck uncashed. Barbara's case was originally investigated as a runaway case, and a missing persons report was not filed for several days as a result. Extensive searches were done, but they yielded no results or evidence to her whereabouts. Authorities believe that she may have been abducted. The prime suspect in her disappearance, a former boyfriend, is now deceased. Barbara Cotton was 15 years old when she disappeared in 1981. She will be 55 years old this month. She is described as Caucasian, 5'2 and 110 pounds. She has brown hair and hazel eyes. She was last seen wearing a blouse jeans, and loafers. Her ears are pierced. She has a dark mole on the upper side of her chest. She has a pronounced S-curve to her spine, which caused her to walk with a slight limp. She wore glasses, but they were left behind. If you have any information about Barbara Cotton's disappearance, please call the Williston Police Department at 701-577-1212. So Katie, she went, Barbara went missing in 1981. Yeah. And that was long before the oil boom, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So the, so the city was a lot a lot smaller than it, at, at um, you know, 15,000 or less. Right, and I, I tried to find the actual number of the popula what the population was in 1981, um, right. but I, I could not find that. Right, that's just when the last census was done. Right. And, uh, but... Um, because I would have, it would have been less strange um, if it had happened after the oil boom. Because there were just so many people that were 
that it came to that area to uh, to work in the oil fields. Right. But in tw- in nineteen eighty one, it would have just been a kind of a sleepy little town. Right. Yeah. So. What happened to the the uh, former boyfriend? So that's one part that I could not find, and they the articles mentioned former boyfriend. So I'm not sure if former boyfriend is the boyfriend that she went to dinner with that night, or if former boyfriend is a boyfriend before the boyfriend that she went to dinner with. I'm not I'm not sure if that's the same person or not. I could not find when he passed away. Um, or what he passed away from. His name was not mentioned anywhere in any article that I could find. Well, there must not be any strong connection then. Right. They, uh, they do call him his, the prime suspect. I think probably just because he was the last person um, to see her. No. But they don't mention, you know, why he's the prime suspect, if there were issues before. Um, it's, it's very unclear why he's named that, um, or even who he was. Maybe he has a record or... Right, you know, I don't know. Like that. Huh. Because, um, they don't... Did they Did they mention it? Uh, friends or family mention anything, any concerns about her current boyfriend or her former boyfriend? No. I There was nothing. I couldn't find anything about him. Um, even how old he was when they were dating. I'm not sure if he was the same age or if he was older or younger. I don't... Right. I have no idea. It just seems interesting that... In, in all the articles that I read, they named him as the prime suspect, but they don't say anything about him um, or, or why he's, he's named that. Sure. It's interesting that, that after dinner that uh, she decided to walk home and her boyfriend offered to walk her home, um, as if maybe he didn't even drive at that time. I mean, he could have been her age. Right. And uh, did they say who the other person was that was with them? restaurant? Um, it didn't. It, it was one of her friends. Okay. Gosh, there's so little to go on. I know, and that's, it's frustrating. Um, I, I dug and I dug trying to find any Im- more information on her case, and this is literally it. There, there's, there's nothing. I, I know that her family is still looking for her. Um, her case is still open. They, you know, they follow tips when they come in. Um, right. But they're just, there's there's nothing to go off of, even. Uh, Katie, will you have a, a picture of her uh, on the website? I will, yeah. Okay, because, yeah, there's, sometimes you see things and you just don't realize that, and don't realize that it's important until, until after you've, after something like this comes out, or a reminder, or um, a different time, and you just hear it differently. Right. But it's... It's just how can somebody? She was, she was. You said that she was going to be walking on Main Street. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a short, short um, distance to her, her house. So I mean, the evening in April. I mean, right now we're in April and it's light until eight, nine o'clock already. Oh, or maybe even a little bit later. I yeah. So yeah, she wasn't she wasn't walking home in the in the middle of the night, and her house was such a short distance from um, Main Street. So it just it's it's scary. Yeah. 
the idea that somebody can just that a, a person can just um, vanish like yeah that. we ask that you don't reach out to the family or post names of possible suspects on social media information and articles used for these cases can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com That was so cute. It was so sweet. I just, I just have a couple of them, but uh, they are just, they are, they just, they just made me very happy. So this one is called A Guilty Angel by Jim Jam F. <laughs> I want that name. Yeah. Jim Jam F. My little sister really winds me up. <laughs> she made me smash my mom's best cup. And every time she kicks my chair, I really wish she wasn't there. <laughs> my sister drives me up the wall. She says that she's really cool. And every night when we have our tea, she kicks me hard, right in the knee. <laughs> but when I tell mom, my sister will say, And I didn't do that. I was trying to play. <laughs> he calls that one Guilty Angel. Jim Jam S. Oh, that's cute. Pretty great. Um, this is similar but different. Um, uh, so it's the. This is called Love Pink by Allison Horowitz. My sister. She may be a dork. She may be a nerd. She may not be the thinnest one in the toolbox. So what? You can make fun of her, but guess what? I love her just the way she is. And nothing, nothing can change that. Oh. But as for you, make fun of her, and I'm after you. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. And this last one is called, I'm sorry, the, the way that this was cropped, I can only tell you that it was Rachel K. And it's called the platypus. <laughs> the platypus. Fuzzy, fishy bear. Cute Australian mammal. Lovable meat brick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. Oh my gosh. And That's exactly what they are. They're fuzzy, fishy bears. And a lovable meat brick. Oh my gosh. And, and then there's a picture, um, which is perfect. 
Uh, the front feet and back feet are different. And I, they maybe they are in real life. I have no idea. I have not. I think that they are. Um, so that, but this, this, uh, Rachel K knows her platypus. So <laughs> there you go. That's what I have. What do you have for us, Katie? Okay. So I have, um, tweets, funniest tweets from parents this week. Um, okay. and so these are mostly all related to, um, social distancing and quarantine. Right. Um, that we're going through right now. Yeah. But if we don't laugh, we'll cry. So <laughs> really. Right. Well, it's just where we are. It's just this point in time. Right. So, I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't wait until the end of the quarantine to discover you never pulled your kid's lunch out of her backpack. Oh, God. Right. Go check. Uh, It would be some kind of toxic weapon. Oh, it'd be so gross. Cauliflower and broccoli? Uh, Oh, good. Ugh. Yeah. You'd have to burn it. You'd have to burn the backpack. Oh, oh yeah. Don't even, don't even try washing yeah, don't it. Don't even Just, open it. Yeah. Nope. Eight-year-old. What day is it? Tuesday? Wednesday? Thursday? Me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. If I wasn't going into the office every day, I would have no idea. And even though I'm going into the office every day, I really don't know. <laughs> What a crazy world. My five-year-old just requested me to please not be loud or crazy because she has a call at 10 with her class. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. Yeah, my, how the tables have turned. <laughs> Them. I taught my kids French during the quarantine. Me. Oh. I, <laughs> I taught my four-year-old how to TikTok. <laughs> You know, hey, it's it's four years old. You don't need to learn French at four. Right, you don't. How to TikTok. I don't know what that means exactly, but. <laughs> so TikTok is an app where you make like funny videos or dance dance videos. Yeah, that's, I mean that sounds perfect for. I think I mean, so. It's 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 PE. Right. And acting class, so <laughs> rolled into one. Right. Reading your kids a book in a funny voice that entertains them and annoys your spouse is the holy grail of parenting. <laughs> win, win. <laughs> and if you can do that in some way and record it so that you can play it over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> My toddler prefers brushing his teeth in the nude. No one prepared me for these moments. Well, I, I think that as a toddler it's okay. <laughs> as a teenager, not so okay. Or adult. Or adult. Put some pants on. Put some pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you had asked me what the hardest part of battling a global pandemic would be, I would have never guessed teaching elementary school math. (laughs) Only followed by junior high math. Right. And then high school math. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? My toddler just started cheering and I joined in. I have no idea what we're cheering for, but I'm liking this positivity. You know, that's a great idea. Yeah. And especially when people join in. (laughs) Right. That's really helpful. I told my kids I was older than the internet, then spent the next hour trying to explain how to quote-unquote Google things with magical books called encyclopedias. (laughs) Encycl what? (laughs) What are those? (laughs) I know. Yeah, the internet of the 19, 1970s and 80s. Right. 
I moved a table into the living room so the kids now have a cute little workspace desk area to sit at sit at while they whine. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think that, um, I mean, I've always adored teachers and looked up to teachers um, and always thought that they deserve a million dollars. But now that I'm homeschooling, they definitely deserve a million dollars an hour because they're seriously heroes. Because you have one child. I have one. They have 30. I know. I just, I don't even, I can't even comprehend how they do it every single day. Can you day. imagine spending your day like that? I don't, I. would come home completely exhausted. Yeah. I would have chewed my nails to the, to the nub and I would have a drinking problem. I know. I don't, I don't know how they do it and they're just I, amazing. I, it doesn't matter what age either. No. The littlest ones scare me because they, 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 they're so fragile and they they put everything in their mouth <laughs> and they don't it, they don't get less scary as they get bigger no uh, they're all scary and you walk to the high school and they're taller than you are i know and the the math problems get harder and the math gets and the math is so hard it is i, I don't you can give me a calculator that's not going to help me no I, I don't, and I don't know why we have to put the alphabet and mix them with the numbers. They just, they should be separate. Right, they should be. It's one place where segregation should happen. <laughs> right. The numbers and the letters right. should never mix. No. Nope. Unless an alphabet soup. Well, then it would only be alphabets. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm married to a teacher, and, and it's really challenging times for him right now because he's a shop teacher. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure how you teach welding online oh, right. um, um that's gonna be challenging and it's you know I, I i was i was thinking about how teachers have to try to teach you know in a new way because you know most of it most of them weren't taught to teach online they were taught to teach in person and, right and from taking online classes i know that there's um that you have to have a, a different approach that just because you're a good teacher doesn't mean you're a good teacher online. Right. It takes a different kind of uh, set of skills or a different approach, but it's it's not necessarily the same thing. And uh, and then children to try to so you know like a child in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, they've never had to manage their own schedule before. They've never they've always had they do their work in school and most of it gets done in school, and now they have to manage their own time. Yeah. And they've never had to do that before. It's just it's just challenging, but it's challenging for the teachers and the students, and then the parents. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Teachers deserve a million dollars, and um, and maybe you know that, that they're certainly going to be more appreciated uh, from now on, and I think that the kids are going to appreciate them more. And but I know that for my husband, when I asked him, "How's it going?" and he said, "It's so boring without the kids." Yeah, I bet. So it's just that it's just that's. Why he went into teaching is because he enjoys um, teenagers. And, yeah. Uh, thank, thank goodness somebody does. Right. So. <laughs> well, we'll do it again next week, Katie. Sounds good.